0: Welcome in to the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah, along with Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at WhatOnESPN1000. Follow me on Twitter at AdamABdallah. We are back for another episode. The UFC was off last week, and so were we. But now we have a very mediocre card They to might preview. as well be
1: off this week, too. Yeah, they might
0: as well be off this week. But we're going to talk about some other fights. A bunch of very good fights were announced for upcoming pay-per-views. So we're going to talk about that as well. But we have UFC Fight Night... Lewis versus Spivak. Can't wait for this one at 3 a.m. And it's at 3 a.m. for a reason, Jordan. And uh, why don't you enlighten us as to why this card is in Vegas but still not starting with the prelims until 9 p.m. Yeah, I mean, if you were looking
1: at the matchups, most of the fighters are of uh, Korean or of uh, Asian descent, and this fight card originally was set to take place in South South Korea because, A, it was going to be headlined by the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jung, and then it was also going to showcase several fighters that are on the current reality show, Road to Victory, reality show kind of like the UFC fighter, but for the the Southeastern and Asian uh, audience uh, out there. There. Um, but Chan Sung Jung got hurt, so they shifted this fight card to Vegas. So it's going to take place in the Apex. Yet it's still going to take place at uh, the late night time to appease, you know, what will be the Asian crowd tuning in during prime time. So it'll be a 10 p.m. Eastern start for the prelims. Yeah, you think about that. Typically, that's the start for the main cards. So yeah. 10 p.m. Eastern uh, start for the prelims, and then a 1 a.m. start. Oof for the uh, five-fight main card. I know you will be up I'll be sporadically. Up. Yeah, I'll be up. Thanks to a- being the new dad. I got a one Good for you. I got a
0: one o'clock feeding. I got like a 4.30 in the morning feeding. So you're so she's probably going to like get a like three hours at a time now, yeah.
1: Yeah, you're going to get Ty Burra even off, maybe yeah. a little Korean Superboy. I'll turn it on. I will probably be sleeping. That's fine.
0: I can wake you up. You want me to call you? Yeah, sure. I, okay. I
1: I shut off my phone.
0: It's I'll text on, It's on you. silent. I'll text you. Text me. I'll I, be like, whoa!
1: <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I can't KO! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll just I, what I'll do is I'll just check the Fanduel account. And be like, good Absolutely. or bad. I won't yeah. care about who got knocked out or, or how it looked. Is Set my, it and is forget my, it. Is
0: my, is my Fanduel account. Make your plus bets, money, and yeah. then go to bed. Make your bed or make your bets. Go to bed. Hopefully, wake up with more money than you started with. Uh, before this starts. So let's get started here with uh, this main card here, uh, Duho Choi versus Kyle Nelson. Uh, the Korean Superboy, like you mentioned his nickname earlier, is 31 years old. He hasn't made an appearance in three years, but even despite that, he is minus 205 to Kyle Nelson's plus 160 as the underdog here. Uh, Kyle Nelson went 12-1 and 1 on the regional circuit, uh, and then he's gone 1-4, Uh, since coming to the UFC. So this is... Uh, a guy uh, who in the Korean Superboy uh, the other fighter duho Choi who likes to start quickly and has big knockout power and uh, Kyle Nelson does not like to do things like that he likes to slow it down and kind of take this fight uh, uh to the distance so difference of styles here for this first fight here on our main card with duho Choi and Kyle Nelson yeah duho
1: Choi came into the UFC with a lot of notoriety he's got knockout power and look he, he debuted as a, as a young fighter that was going to you know I a lot of people believe have a significant impact in the featherweight division. Um, He has lost three fights in a row. You just alluded to it. Uh, It'll be a three-year layoff for him. But I want people to pay attention to this. This has not to do with injuries or fights getting canceled. This had to do with military obligation that Do Ho Choi had being a South Korean. We've seen this happen before. Uh, Chan Sung Jung took a -a two-and-a-half-year layoff for military obligations that he had to serve. So it's not like Do Ho Choi was sitting on the couch getting fat or not fighting because of injury this guy was remaining active and quite frankly we have seen South Korean fighters that have taken this long layoff due to military obligation look fantastic in their return to the octagon. And this is a very favorable matchup. I think this is kind of a layup for Duho Choi stylistically. He has still knockout power, even though he's you know now longer in the tooth at 31 years of age. He's extremely athletic, difficult to take down, and that's what Kyle Nelson's strategy is going to be. And Kyle Nelson's a guy that's lost four or five. You, you, you talked about him. For, for lack of a better description, fight's dumb. Like, fight's dumb. <laughs> this doesn't have a great... Strategy, you know, going into fights, and I, I think that this is a extremely favorable matchup, which is why the the line reflects it. Uh, I was talking about and released this fight to people that subscribe to the FetchX Sports, uh, you know, subscription at a dollar eighty, $1.80, dollar eighty five to Do Ho Choi. He's ballooned up to two fifteen at, at, at Fanduel. I still think that that's the play because I think he's going to be too athletic too powerful and a difficult matchup for Kyle Nelson. I think a lot of people also got to understand that a lot of these matchups were to feature or help spotlight the South Korean fighters. So I think that a lot of times the matchmaking does this when it was going to be catering to a local crowd. Obviously, they were supposed to be in South Korea, and South South Korea. So I believe a lot of these uh, Korean fighters are going to be handed layups so they could look good. And I certainly believe that the money lines reflect a lot of them.
0: Yeah, so if you're looking here for method of victory, too, like you mentioned, uh, Choi is the heavy favorite here, minus 205. Uh, by knockout is plus 125. Choi by points is plus 380. Kyle Nelson by knockout is plus 420. Nelson by points is 5-1 to one at plus 500. Uh, if you're looking for round props, under 2.5 is minus 182. The over 2.5 is uh, plus 142. And will this fight go the distance? No, is minus 260. So if you believe that Troy is going to win this fight, if you believe that it's not going to go the distance, I'm looking at value play here. Uh, Duho Choi by knockout, Plus 125. That has to
1: be the play. That has to be the play if you like Duho Choi and you want to find significant value on it because the guy is a finisher. 14 of his wins, 11 of them have come by knockout. He also has one submission to his record. You know Kyle Nelson is a tough out. He is a grinder. He is a guy that's you know at, at times difficult to finish, um, but I think that Duho Choi has the necessary tools to get that done. If you want to be on the other side of things, well, then you're banking on the fact that Duho Choi has lost his last two fights via knockout, but I believe it's been against harder hitters, better strikers, and Jeremy Stevens and Charles Jordan, then that is Kyle Nelson. So for me, yeah, Duho Choi, if you don't want to lay down the 215, 210. Uh, put him in a parlay, or as you just said, get him out uh, of knockout because that's how he'll win the fight.
0: All right, we're putting. right, I'm putting him in our parlay if we make a parlay. So he's been he's been stuffed into a parlay for now. We'll see if we continue that parlay, but the the uh, official podcast pick is Choi by knockout. If you want the full picks from Jordan, make sure you subscribe to uh, Fat Jack Sports at fatjacksports.com. Our next fight, some big boys, Marcin Tybura against Blago Ivanov. Uh, this is a heavyweight fight. Uh, Tybura enters on the best run of his UFC career so far far he uh beat uh, the undefeated alexander romanov uh and then he beat king kong right like when Mm -hmm. he beat king kong like that's a that's a pretty uh so he's six and one over his last seven even off is 36 years old and uh, he's coming off a win as well he's 19 and four uh in his last 23 fights going the distance in all six of his uh, uh ufc assignments there so far so to me, this is uh, Tybura's minus 146, 145 right around there, and even off his plus 114. A little bit closer than our first fight, but this uh, should be some big boys and should be a good one. Yeah, middling heavyweights, if you will. I, mean, I like I know their big boys. I said I, they're big I, boys. I, I do,
1: too, and it, look, and they're on the cusp of the top 15. I mean, these are guys that have been in the UFC for quite some time. Tybura, yeah, is is on the best run of his UFC career, 6-1 and one over his last seven. That includes a victory over the guy, one of the guys that's going to be featured, in the main event in Sergei Spivak, he's, he's going to have the advantage in speed. He's going to have the advantage in power. He's going to have the advantage in reach. And I think, you know, also likely stiffer and better competition. Uh, off is a guy that's a Sambo fighter. So combination of striking wrestling can take you to the ground, but really wants to work this fight, dirty it up, dirty boxing, up against the cage, up against the clinch. And th- th- I mean, this is, this is probably the MMA gods not smiling down at you if this is the fight that you end up having to watch and sit through live oh, while yeah. you're up for the meeting. Yeah, yeah. Because this is a fight that is favoring the over and its heavyweights. Ugh. Favoring the over and its heavyweights. Even off seven decisions in a row. He's certainly going to be the better wrestler. He's also, you know, built like a bowling ball and has a bowling ball for a head. So Ty is <laughs> gonna really struggle. To get uh, a knockout uh, on the feet, I think he's going to have to get this fight to the ground and maybe get a
0: TKO ground and pound finish. Let me, let me deduce something here: if you have a bowling ball for a head, chances are it's minimal neck. Minimal so, neck care. So, if you're so you're submissions going, are so out submissions, of the gonna, yeah. yeah. So submissions are probably out of the question. You're saying these are going to be two dudes trying to lay on each other uh, for the, for you know 15 minutes, yeah, right? Exactly. It's yeah. going to be a
1: dirty fight, yeah. An ugly fight, yeah. And I and look, I, I both guys certainly do have power. Uh, I think. Ty Burra, probably the more susceptible to the knockout. But, you know, I, I think it's just going to be an ugly three-round fight. Mm-hmm. Unanimous decision. Two rounds to one. So, for me, it's kind of a toss-up. I'm going to go even off just based on his okay. the, the grappling, how he can dirty it up. He's harder to finish. I think he's always been used to being in there with bigger fighters. And Ty Burra will be the bigger fighter. And he's plus money. But I think... Some of the times, too, with these pickums, in my opinion, I, I would have gone the opposite way. That Ty Burra, if he was the underdog, you know, put a, put a little, some shekels on Ty Burra. But for me, it's even off the over at two and a half. Woo. Certainly, it's it, but I think there's too much juice it's on that. It's 235, so we yeah. can put that
0: into the parlay. I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to
1: because, again, we are talking about heavyweights.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, because, look, if you look at the method of victory, Tybura by points is plus 180. Even off by points is plus 200. Then everything else kind of, you know, is is big, where you get Tybura by knockout at plus 420 even off by knockout is 6-1, to one, and then submissions are 11-1 to one and 13-1, to one, so that's probably not going to happen. But yeah. the, Vegas believes this will go the distance, this will go to the judges' scorecard, as evident by that over there, too. Over 2.5 in a three-round fight, minus 235, like, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, I, I don't want to look at the round total in this because of the risk with heavyweights. With these guys do have, you know, obviously they're, they're throwing at 265 pounds, so they have the ability to knock each other out. But I think there's going to be other fights that we talk to or get to where I'll look at the round totals, and if you don't want to play it that straight up, then that's the round total we'll put into the parlay.
0: All right, so we'll, we will uh, mark that down as even off money line. It's plus money, so it's plus 115. Mm-hmm. It looks it. Like if I'm getting plus money, I'm staying up. If i got to wake up and feed, you know, the tiny baby... Uh, I'm going to stay up and watch if I got plus money on a fight. this like, just it's, how I'm handicapping fights, thinking about you and yeah, your feedings. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Our, uh, our co-main event, Darwin Jung against Devin Clark. Jung is a minus-265 favorite against Devin Clark. Uh, these are two light heavyweights, and uh, Jung enters the octagon coming off a loss after going 4-0-1 in his first five appearances. He got into a great fight with uh, Dustin Jacoby. Our boy, Dustin yeah, Jacoby. Dustin Jacoby, uh, it was... It was halted a little over three minutes into that opening round, so it was good for Dustin Jacoby, for our guy, but not good for Jung... And then uh, Clark, his last time out, also stopped uh, after losing to the unbeaten uh, Azamat Mirzakhanov. Yeah, yeah, I said that right, Mirzakhanov. First time trying that. <laughs> so this should be a—I mean, look, the odds do, don't say it's going to be a decent fight, but Jung has been finished before, and Clark has been finished as well, well, so. well. I
1: think you have to question the chin now of Jung. Like, he got stopped by Dustin Jacoby, and Dustin Jacoby's a great striker. And I, I think it was a little bit of karma that he, come, he came on the podcast the week of, and yeah. he got the finish. Uh, as the underdog, but so we'll see what happens if Jung can respond after you know finally being tested, uh, his chin being tested. The thing about it is, is that Devin Clark does not possess the, the striking acumen or power that a Dustin Jacoby has. Devin Clark, at his heart, uh, is a wrestler, and he's going to look to grind this fight, get this fight to the ground, and I think Jung just provides a lot of difficulty in doing that very good takedown defense to start. Younger fighter, more athletic fighter he's got a, he's got more powerful strikes than, than Devin Clark is uh, certainly used to and Devin Clark kind of you know just is, is a middling uh, light heavyweight you know up and down he went up to heavyweight down and he, he he I just think that he's he's pretty much an average fighter that that relies on his relentlessness and his wrestling and his grappling and obviously we've seen time and time again that be extremely successful for a lot of fighters I just don't think that that's going to be the case. This is another example, I think, of a South Korean fighter getting a showcase fight, a bounce back fight, because Jung's coming off uh, that that loss, uh, his first loss in the UFC. So Jung, for me, just straight up on the money line is is fine at at 215, two fi- you know, two thirty, if you want to put him into the parlay. Oh, like but it's really, it's in there. Yeah. The the other thing you have to look at too is the over. So three of the six fights uh, Jung has had have gone over one and a half. Clark. Only one time he's not gone over one and a half in okay. his fights. So I think this is another kind of gr- grueling, grinding fight. But Jung's going to have the advantage on the feet. That's where he's going to win it. So I like Jung straight up on the money line. And Jung pro- and, and, and Clark over one and a half.
0: All right. Our uh, method of victory... Jung by knockout is plus 120. Jung by points is plus 350. Clark by points is five to one. Clark by knockout five and a half to one. I, so Vegas thinking that this will either uh, go the distance or Jung will knock be knocked or knock out uh, Clark. I, I think Clark is going to probably avoid
1: a lot of uh, you know areas in the fight where he would be susceptible to knockout. Mm-hmm. He's gonna dirty this fight up, try and get this fight to the ground. Jung's going to utilize his takedown defense, which I believe is strong, and his reach and outpoint him. So if you need me to put a handicap on a a method of victory because I'm leaning towards that over on one and a half, then it's Jung via decision at that plus 350 mark, which is a nice little play if you want to go that direction.
0: All right, that is our co-main event. Our main event, Derek Lewis against Sergey Spivak. Spivak minus 250, Derek Lewis plus 190. Uh, this was supposed to be a fight that was 12 weeks ago, uh, but right now Lewis is on a two-fight losing streak. But I will tell you this. How about this? He's a perfect 8-0 when competing in Las Vegas. How about that? Does that factor in at all? It should. It should? It should. He's also never lost three fights in a row. All right. Spivak makes his sixth consecutive start in Las Vegas, where he now lives. He's trying to extend his record to 6-1 and over his last seven. So these are two heavyweight fighters uh, who are trying to get into that title contention. We've got the Black Beast and Derek Lewis. We've got Sergey Spivak. One guy is undefeated in Vegas. He's also plus 190. Which way are you going? It just depends on...
1: If I believe that Derek Lewis, the rails are finally off. You know, he's thirty-seven years of age. He's been doing it at the top echelon of the heavyweight division. Unbelievable knockout power that he could land at any moment. And we've handicapped fights about his before. And I've always alluded to the Alexander Volkov fight where he was losing that three round fight, you know, three round fight for 14 minutes and 10 seconds, or 14 minutes and 50 seconds, and then with 10 seconds remaining, he landed a bomb and knocked out Alexander Volkov. That's what the Black Beast, you know, brings to the table. Um, There are some questions about his mental and physical health coming into this fight. He has said in pre-fight interviews he has been dealing with a lot of anxiety. He had a bout with COVID that he had to deal with pictures of him and, and the scale uh, on Friday afternoon, lighter. Lighter than you typically than he looks. and He's still a large, large man and he's got unbelievable power. But for me, Spivak has been good of late, even though it hasn't been as uh, against as good of competition. He's very well rounded, has very strong takedowns. He actually has the third most takedowns in the heavyweight division. 63% takedown accuracy. He's got very strong control time. For me, I think you have to play Spivak and inside the distance. I think Spivak avoids those first two to three minutes of trouble with Derek Lewis. And then when Derek Lewis, you know, can't get that knockout early, um, he just has to go balls to the wall and try and get a knockout. Spivak elusive enough, gets a takedown, and gets a finish at some point, round one, round two.
0: So parlay with Spivak, put that in there at minus
1: 250. I mean, I love playing Derek Lewis. I mean, Derek Lewis' fights are great. And look, we saw it. A few fights
0: ago, when Curtis Blades well, dominated him, it's like distance is minus nine hundred. Yeah,
1: I mean, the, so the fight is the fight is not going to the judges' scorecards. Okay, and if it does, Derek Lewis is not winning the fight on the yeah. judges' scorecards. I mean,
0: under one and a half, this is a under one and a half is minus one twenty. So, I mean. They think it's going to end pretty soon, too. So if you think that and you look at the odds, I mean, Spivak's got to be the play, right, in, into the parlay?
1: Yeah, it does because I think he's going to avoid the power of Derek Lewis and and, and look to get the takedown. And, you know, Derek Lewis has has good takedown defense. It's not great. Uh, we saw it actually showcase when he knocked out Curtis Blades in that second round. Blades went for a double and landed into an uppercut and just got completely knocked out. But I think, you know, Spivak has seen that. He's been in there with dangerous Strikers. Greg Hardy was able to take him down, get him out of there. So I think Spivak's on the rise. Dirk Lewis on, on the tail end of his career. Mm-hmm. So Spivak inside the distance for me at $1.65 is a okay. play.
0: All right. So uh, to recap our plays here. Uh, Duho Choi by knockout at plus 125, the even-off money line at plus 115, Jung Clark over one and a half, and our parlay is going to be Duho Choi, Daun Jung, and Sergei Spivak at minus 250. That pays, that three-leg parlay, pays plus 186.
1: So that's let's not add, bad. Let's, let's add uh, just the, the featured prelim, uh, Kunoshida over uh, Fugit. He's a minus 280 favorite the last I looked. Uh, Yusaku uh, Kunishida. This, this guy has a lot of notoriety. He's 22 years old. He's making his debut. Striker, very big left hand, a lot of hype on the Contender Series. And I think Fugit's going to be in uh, a world of hurt for this one. This is another one of those layup fights, those, those squash matches, if you will. So let's put him into the parlay
0: see what okay. we do. Okay. All right, I'll see what that is here in 1 second as soon as I can find that. So you're saying uh, uh Kinoshita at him at -340. That takes us to +271. I like it. So Kinoshita, Spivak, Jung and Choi in our parlay that is +271. So bet 100 win 271, bet 10 win 27. Either way you want to play, that's the where you're going to get it on FanDuel Sportsbook. That is our UFC fight night, Lewis versus Spivak. Now, there are some really good fights coming up here that I just want to touch on real quick. A few were announced this week and a few, are obviously, in the works. Next week, we have a great pay-per-view. Uh, Islam Makachev against Alexander Volkanovsky. That one is going to be a good fight. Just broad, what do you think of these fights that I'm going to go over here real quick in these next few uh, pay-per-view events? I mean, this
1: fight is not getting the attention it deserves. I think there's more promotion for the slap, the power slap league Going on that with thing the is USC.
0: ridiculous. I, I can't stand it. The thing I is, can't rid- like, I can't stand it. I'm not someone who's like, oh my God, you know, like I know what you're getting into when you're trying to, you like, but like you're just walking into a concussion.
1: Like you're just wa- like, it was like, hilarious that the whoever the president is, the Dana White of this the league was, yeah. was like asked about that and he was trying to, no pun intended, defend. Them being defenseless or not defenseless. No, they are defenseless. Like, like they're just
0: standing they there. They were saying
1: that, like, okay, and again, I haven't read into, like, the, the athletes that are doing this, if I'm going to call them athletes. But, like, the way that they position their jaw when they're about to get hit, yeah. like, is, is protecting them.
0: No, this—it's ridiculous. I've seen these guys
1: fall flat on their backs, convulse. Oh yeah, they get—they get get
0: the full like when you see an NFL player get a concussion, you're like, that's like Tua, when he was like that happens more often than not.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just read a headline that uh, the week three ratings plummeted. I'm like, oh, that's a shame.
0: Well, of course. I mean, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, of course it is. So Islam Makachev against Alexander Volkanovski. So this fight's
1: not getting the, the hype that it deserves. It, it, it could be two of the best pound-for-pound guys, like one and two, in the lightweight and featherweight division. Whose wrestling is going to dictate what happens? Is, is Makachev, like he does at 155 to everybody else, be able to take the fight to the ground, control, get a submission, and... Get a TKO, ever improving stand-up, or is Alexander Volkanovsky, a guy that's considered the best pound-for-pound fighter, a very difficult guy to take down at featherweight, who, you know, once competed at rugby and heavyweight. So he's got, you know, the, the body mass to, to make up for those extra 10 pounds potentially. Ever improving striker, you know, dominated Max Holloway, who's considered one of the best fighters of all time. And uh, and is fighting in his backyard a week out of the fight or a little bit over a week out of the fight, I, I'll i put a little uh, down on Vilkanovsky as wow. the other Wow. He's why, like three to one. Why not? Yeah. Why not? I mean, look, Makachev's awesome. Like, yes. Makachev is awesome. Yeah. But look with me, and I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. What wrestler has he fought? Armand uh, Tuzrukian. That's it. And that was like, four years ago, and yeah. what what other wrestlers he fought? And he beat... No, look, that's fair. He beat Charles Oliveira, and I love Charles Oliveira is one of the greatest fighters of all time, and dominated him. But, Alexander Volkodoski, also a different story.
0: That's fair. That's fair. So that is next week, uh, UFC 284. We go to UFC 285. Two title fights, John Jones against Cyril Gain, and then Valentina Shevchenko against Alexa Grasso. This should be another very good pay-per-view coming up that uh, first week, uh, first weekend in March. Uh, I We... we
1: Made mention of this to all of our subscribers at Fat Jack Sports. I mentioned it to the Fat Jack. I mentioned it to you. When John Jones was released in this fight, the greatest fighter we've ever seen at heavyweight at plus money, I hammered him. Yeah, he's now, now he's not minus, plus money. Now, now he's minus one thirty-five. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, what what's John Jones going to look like with the extra pounds? I, I, you know, I don't know, but I think like the questions you that you then asked, like, you know, the bigger fighter and Cyril GaN's like not the biggest heavyweight like he's also kind of an elusive striker has some good grappling and submissions but like i'm not too worried about it and i think john jones is is special and we'll see with the time off three or layoff he's he's a little bit older obviously now but i think that he took that time off to make sure that he could build up his body correctly with the additional weight and at that Price, you've never had John Jones anywhere close to that price. Mm -hmm. I grabbed, I'll I'll still grab it at minus 110.
0: And then coming up for UFC 286, I can't wait for this fight. We talked to both of these guys before their fight last time Leon Edwards, Kamara Usman. This fight is going to be great. The trilogy fight Usman won the belt last time. Like, this is going to be an awesome fight. Is it going to be awesome? Yeah, it's going to be an awesome fight. Promote it like it's going to be an awesome fight. We had them both on, didn't we? Yeah, we did have them both on.
1: I mean, Kamara Usman was doing like what he did the first two fights. I know until a
0: head kick in the fifth round, and well, it was one of the greatest. But you don't, know. but don't you think? That like he's gonna be like he's gonna amp it up. He's like the movie star is gonna take a back seat. He this is like the Rocky that goes up into the woods, into the the blizzard like condition. And now he's moving. He's carrying he's, trees. He's, he's having revenge for yeah. Apollo's death. Yeah, and he's going like, to he's, to he's, he's picking up trees and moving tires and stuff like that. It's he's, gonna
1: be cool. It's gonna be cool that this fight is in London and that Leon Edwards gets the homecoming that he deserves and the fight in front of his home countrymen. But Kamara usman to me is still one of the greatest fighters we have. And I think he is and new UFC welterweight Woo. champion. What's he, 220, 225? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'll play that for sure.
0: All right, and then we've got another one. You April 8th, two very good fights. One of them just announced. Gilbert Burns was just announced against Jorge Masvidal. Uh, so this is going to be a great... I love watching Game Red fights, so the Jorge Masvidal is going to be fun to watch against Gilbert Burns. And then that title fight, Alex Pereira against Idriel Adesanya, that's another great fight. These that, these that To me, those next two pay-per-views are going to be great.
1: Yeah, it's exciting for sure. There's there's a lot to like about that Jones-Gone fight, not just uh, the two title fights you mentioned. And then, yeah to see Izzy how he bounces back against Alex uh, Pereira I think that Izzy's going to reclaim him mean, he was winning that fight and was you know minutes away from from being uh, the middleweight champion again and I think he'll have the advantage of course you know Pereira's got that nuke of a left hand that he could land at any time that's super super exciting and you're right anytime game bread fights the lead up to the fight is awesome yeah will the fight be good I mean I don't know Uh there's built-up animosity between these two guys. The hype is fine, though. The hype is fine, it'll be exciting, but there's there's too many variables right now for me to uh you know invest in Gilbert Burns. He's such a huge favorite. Yeah. And and you can't trust at all. So um for for me, that'll just sit back and watch.
0: And then I'm looking at all these pay-per-views and all these fight nights. I'm not am I missing something? I'm not seeing Bilal Muhammad's name on any of these fights. We're all the way through April. I'm not seeing Bilal Muhammad on any of these fights. What the hell, man? Give Bilal a fight. Why won't anybody fight Bilal Muhammad? I,
1: I don't because he's such a hard matchup. You, you, you don't want to fight him. You don't want to fight him. Stop talking
0: Bilal. I, mean, I, I want to see Colby Covington I would love get his ass fight. knocked I would out love that fight. or whatever to see against Bilal Muhammad. I would love that. Yeah, but, but someone needs to fight Bilal Muhammad. Yeah, he
1: deserves. He
0: does. And it's not just because he's a friend of the show. We want to see the man he fight. He deserves to fight for the title. Yes, like, he, he does. Des-
1: he doesn't even deserve Covington. Like, he deserves to fight for the championship. This is
0: not pandering. Kind of. But we want to see Bilal fight for a title in 2023, and I hope he gets that opportunity at some point this year. He's got to fight this year. He can't take—I mean, he's got the first quarter of the year off already. Like, come on, give yeah. the man a fight. Yeah, he, needs, he, he was fantastic uh, in
1: his last fight. He needs a big, high-profile fight. I just don't think he's going to get it for a while because there's got to be a lot of clarity at Welterweight before he gets well, another shot.
0: Kobe's fight. just sitting around doing nothing. I know. Give him, a, give him something to knock out. <laughs> Come on. I wish. I uh, wish. All right. Well, that's that's all we've got for you this episode. Again, next week we will be uh, back to break down UFC 284 against Islam Makhachev, Alexander Volkanovsky. That's going to be a great one. So we'll have much more breakdown for that uh, for you next week. Follow Jordan Sherwood on Twitter, Ed Wood on ESPN 1000. If you're up watching those fights, I'll, I might be tweeting about them while I'm feeding my baby. You can tweet, add, tweet Jordan on Twitter if you want to. Also get his full picks from FatJackSports, FatJackSports.com. Now's the time. I'm telling you, Jack has been on frickin' fire, fire during the NFL playoffs, during the NFL season. The Super Bowl's coming out. college basketball has been on fire, too. College basketball's been on fire. He's gonna have props for the Super Bowl. Make sure you sign up because, trust me, it is well worth it. The dude is firing on all cylinders right now. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah if you want to. If not, that's cool, too. Uh, but because the real, the real analysis comes from Jordan and then you can get the picks from FatJackSports.com. So we will be back next week for another episode of the unnamed MLB. MMA Podcast. Thanks for listening.